0: In case you missed it, celebrate Hijab Day, which is uh, a thing, was celebrated on Friday right around the world. Um, but do you actually think that most people understand what it is they're celebrating? A school in Alberta came under fire after a teacher posted a photo of grade four to six girls wearing hijabs. One girl had a covering over her mouth in the photo, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bet that neither that teacher, certainly not those little girls, have any real idea of what that piece of cloth actually represents. And while I do not like it, I certainly will defend any woman who chooses to wear it, but that would be, you know, that she has to choose that. And I certainly would not be celebrating that because I look at it as a sign of oppression. So I think, you know, while it is a very much a hashtag holiday here or an event, Where is the education system? I mean, Who could possibly think in the education system that would be a smart choice to make? And certainly if you're going to educate little girls in this country about the hijab, instead of just dressing them up in it, why wouldn't you take the moment to actually educate girls in this country about what women in Iran and Saudi Arabia, why they're risking their lives to take that off? I mean, it's one thing to teach about religion. It's one thing to learn about other faces which is terrific. You know, but to dress up little girls and see their smiling faces endorsing misogyny and normalizing oppression tells me we have completely lost the plot. I want to bring in Yasmin Mohammed to this discussion. She is a Canadian human rights activist advocating for the rights of women living within Islamic majority countries. She joins us now. Hi there. Hi Alex. I mean. let me start at the beginning. You're, you're a Muslim woman. You grew up being a Muslim. Um, am I being too tough with, with what I say? No, absolutely not. It's like a breath of fresh air listening
1: to you. I am just, I'm so happy to hear some actual rational sense on, you know, global news radio. This is this is. This is
0: a beautiful day. If I see someone with a hijab, and I think a lot of people feel the same, I'm not going to say anything. That's You have the right no. in this country to wear and express your religious freedom. I have no issue with that. Of course. Um, but, you know, our own prime minister says, you know, the state has no business telling Muslim women what they can and cannot wear. And he is right. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, I think, an incomplete message, because we fail to address on the other side of that message, which is, you know, no man also has the right to force any woman to wear that or stop a woman from taking that off.
1: Yeah, well, the problem, too, is when we talk about it as if it's just a piece of clothing, just like an innocuous, innocent piece of of cloth, right? But that's not what the hijab is at all. And and when, when you were talking about education, I think that's really important. I think that people need to understand that the reason for wearing hijab is because of modesty culture. It's a form of victim blaming. It's rape culture. It's all of the things that we talk about in our society that we condemn in our society and that we would never want for ourselves or for our girls. But when it comes to Islam, there's such ignorance around it that we actually celebrate and put this hijab on our children in secular public schools. I mean, in, in countries like Iran, little girls aren't allowed to go to school unless they're wearing the hijab. You can be arrested if you don't wear a hijab. You can be tortured. You can be even killed. And I'm not just talking about in countries like Iran and Saudi Arabia. Even here in Canada, yeah. it has happened. So, you know, this is, this is not an innocent piece of clothing that people just choose to wear or choose not to wear. What this is, is it's modesty culture that's being forced upon women all over the world. And if you look at the hashtag for #FreeFromHijab free from hijab or hashtag no hijab day, you will see women from literally across the planet, a tsunami of tweets of women from across the planet telling you that they do not want to be wearing this and that they cannot take it off because either their governments are forcing them or their families are forcing them. And none of those tweets should be a surprise to anybody. Because any human being can recognize you don't want to be forced to wear clothing. You're, you're not going to, nobody wants to be told that your body is so shameful that you can wreak such havoc on this planet that you're going to tempt men in ways that they cannot control themselves. It is all going to be your fault because you didn't cover yourself up from head to toe. Nobody wants to, be, to see themselves as this shameful thing that needs to be covered up. So we need to educate people what this cloth is, and and we also need to educate people that there are over a billion Muslims, and some of them are fundamentalists, some of them are extremists, and some of them are just like you and me. They want to live in freedom and liberty, and they believe in secularism, and they have you know they share the same values when it comes to women's rights as we do, and so when we always talk about Muslims especially when we talk about Muslim women, we always talk about them with a hijab on, as if that is the poster, like that's the typical Muslim, and all other Muslims don't matter. You know, we, we, we don't understand that there is this spectrum of Muslims. And, you know, like when we, the woman that wanted to wear a niqab when she was going through the citizenship ceremony, Canadians didn't recognize that she is, Wearing that, that is the clothing of an extremist. Mm -hmm. I used to wear niqab, too. But when I wore niqab, I was married to an al-Qaeda agent. I was married to a jihadi. So that's why I was wearing niqab. The women that are wearing the niqab are generally coming from that kind of a mindset. And when we celebrate the hijab and when we celebrate the niqab, we're not understanding that we're celebrating fundamentalist Islam. We're some celebrating a fundamentalist ideology. Instead of supporting the Muslims that are the secular, liberal, humanist Muslims that share our values, that want to live amongst us, we are celebrating instead the ones who are extremists.
0: Let me ask you: when, how old were you, and what was it like as a Muslim girl? I mean, maybe you can characterize it for listeners of what it was like that day your mother came to you and and gave you your new your new role in life.
1: That is, uh, you know, it still bothers me. I have a I have a young daughter now who just turned ten, and when she was turning nine, I was looking at her and thinking of how she plays soccer and she goes to dance and. You know she goes swimming and and she's just at the you know enjoying her childhood, and that was the age when it was all snatched away from me you You can no longer i mean you can't ride a bike because then you might break your hymen and then you won't be a virgin anymore. I mean, literally, this is why you cannot ride a bicycle this is a this is a huge issue. I mean, in Pakistan now they've got some girls that are riding bicycles, and it's like this big deal there now. And in Iran, same thing. And in other countries, women are fighting back. They're starting to ride a bicycle. Like something as simple as that is such a huge resistance to the to the patriarchy that they're living under. So me as a nine year old, all of a sudden wasn't allowed to ride a bike, wasn't allowed to go swimming, of course, because that's going to show skin. I'm not allowed to jump around because, you know, that's a young lady cannot have her body bouncing around. You have to you have to walk slowly now. And I was covered from head to toe. Everything had to be covered except for my face and hands. And I was no longer a child. I was, I was a sexual object that needs to be wrapped up. So the analogy that they tell us is of a candy. And you can find this by easily Googling it. And they tell you a wrapped up candy stays clean and people will want it. It's a, it's a, it's a candy that will be desired. But if you are an unwrapped candy, then you will be filthy. You'll be covered in dirt. You'll be covered in bugs. And nobody wants an unwrapped candy.
0: And so, so you took great risk then um, in, in removing your hijab. I mean, Axa Parvez lost her life because she did not yeah. want to cover herself. That's a trial I covered. Um, therefore, I know yeah. that this kind of um, oppression does exist. But when you took off that cloth you risked dishonor to your family. Absolutely.
1: I mean, also incredibly brave for fighting back. I did not fight back. I was When I turned 19, I was put in a niqab, so that's now covering even the face and hands, which were the only skin that were left over. And and then, I, like I mentioned, I was forced into a marriage, and it wasn't until I had a daughter of my own that I started to find the strength to fight back for her because I didn't want her to live the same life that I had lived. And when I did finally fight back, the response from my family was to threaten me with death and to disown me. So um, yeah, it was a very high price to pay, but I absolutely would pay it again in a heartbeat. I'm, I'm very, very happy and free today and most of all, I have another daughter now. My two daughters will live free lives and they will have no understanding of the kind of life that I lived. And that's, you know, I feel like I have succeeded.
0: Before I let you go, because I don't, I wish I had more time. But, Yasmeen, before I let you go, when you see the picture of young Canadian schoolgirls kind of dressed up, mm-hmm. hashtagging, celebrate hijab day. And I'm not to anyone listening out there saying, you know, no one can wear a hijab and, and I'm offended. Look, any, you can wear in this country what you want. My issue is when I see a group of little girls in a classroom wearing a hijab, what would what comes to your mind? what would you want to tell them
1: Well I want to again when it comes back to education because we wouldn't dress up those children in Mormon underwear or we wouldn't put chastity belt on them yeah. chastity belt exactly we wouldn't take any other symbol of of misogyny, of modesty culture, of patriarchy, and put it on our children and celebrate it and say, look, isn't this lovely? Let, let's wear a, a, you know, let's shave your head and put a wig on for today because yep. we're going to, you know, celebrate Hasidic Judaism. Yep. We don't do that with any other religions. Mm-hmm. But even though Islam is the second largest religion on the planet, there is such ignorance around it, and it causes people to do such confusing things, from my point of view, I find them to be so incredibly confusing, like the liberal march with a hijab on the poster leading a liberal women's march, when the hijab is the opposite, the absolute antithesis of liberalism and feminism. But this confusion, or this I should say this ignorance causes such confusion, and it causes them to do
0: ridiculous things like this. So I well, think well that's as much as it is me. ignorance, there, there is a, a, a other side of this. There's a politicization. There are groups that are trying to get this mainstream. You've got Linda Sarsour. You've yes. got these people who are very much trying to make this a mainstream thing. But that's very much yes. part of an, an indoctrination.
1: Yes, and they're capitalizing on the ignorance is what's going on there. So they they... They, they're banking on the fact that people don't understand what the meaning is behind the hijab, that they don't realize that there are women going to prison, that there are women in Iran that will take off their hijab, tie it on the end of a stick, and sway it silently in the street. And those women will be arrested, yeah. arrested for like 20 years. They don't. People don't know that. People don't understand that. People don't realize that in Saudi Arabia you can... The same thing, you can be imprisoned for walking around without the, the abaya on, which is the big black cloak. They, women don't want to wear these things, especially women in the Middle East, in the 50-degree heat in the summers. They do not want to be covered head-to-toe in black because they are human beings. And it's very natural for us to assume that they are miserable under that clothing.
0: I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point here on Global News Radio.